This episode is dedicated to everyone that's struggling and dying on fentanyl. And I want everyone out there to go Google fentanyl and Google these harder drugs and really start to get become a part of the overall awareness because for me, my background is alcohol, but there's a national crisis with these harder drugs and there's kids and there's whole towns where you could go and it's like a large amount of people that's just on the street, struggling, dying. There's a real war. And I didn't really know about a lot of this, but the podcast is bringing me more awareness. So I just want to dedicate this episode to anyone that's out there struggling with fentanyl. All right. We're praying for you. We're praying for your families. And we hope that these testimonies get you on a fast track to finding help. We love you all. Let's keep it going. Why sober is dope? Why not? Why not? Why not be great? Why not set an example? You sober curious? Come on board. If you're struggling, don't be afraid. Fear's not an option. We want transformation. We want people to live. If you're sober-minded, then you're clear-headed. You're closer to the source. You're closer to the all. You're closer to a higher vibration. Why is sober is dope? Because sobriety is life. There's no fear. There's no anxiety. There's no depression. There's no running from your problems. It's facing your fears. Facing everything. No doubt. No going backwards. It's upward mobility. We moving forward. Let's time the man up. Okay, it's time the man up. Why sober is dope? Because sobriety is. It's the original panacea. You want to be healthy? You want to become a millionaire? You want to live your best life? And sometimes we have to make sacrifices. Everyone could talk a good game, but not many of us is willing to make a sacrifice. If you're struggling out there, don't be afraid. If you if you drugged out, there's hope. If you can't put that bottle down for some reason, it's hope. Why sober is dope? Because it is. It's life. And we promote life. We promote transformation and new beginnings. Yeah, let's get it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast, episode 28. This episode is entitled Testimonials and Sober Testimonies. Uh, many people reach out to me and, you know, they may, you know, they may have encountered the podcast. They may find me on Instagram, but we're making an impact. And that's what this is all about. And the Sober is Dope community and the Sober community as a greater whole, we're thriving. And sobriety, I'm not going to stop until sobriety is so trending that people just want to be sober just because, because the alternative is hell, death, and darkness, all right? And again, if you're out there and you're able to drink and you're fine, this has nothing to do with you because we're not going to put a negative stigma on alcohol or, you know, 
I will say this should be a negative stigma on drugs because drugs is just totally synthetic and they're just designed to be totally bad. But there's people who could just have a drink and then just they have regular people who very responsible. They could put the bottle up and don't touch it again for another six months or a year. But for someone like me and everyone else um, that are, you know, alcoholics... You know, if I if I have a drink, I won't be able to stop. It'll take a full blown intervention, medical intervention, and detox, and all of these things, and that's okay because it's a genetic disease and is an allergy, and I'm allergic to alcohol. So that's the fact. So if you're not allergic to alcohol and you're responsible, and it doesn't affect your life in any adverse, negative way, then kudos to you. But I want to share some testimonies. Of course, I won't even put their names. I'm not going to mention names. I'm just going to read the some of the comments, not all of them, that I get from people just to let everyone out there know that there's hope. So if you're struggling with addiction, there's people that, you know, like me who found freedom and refuge and we're on the other side and we're thriving and we have beautiful lives and we're 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 making it happen. Um first testimony I would like to give is my testimony and this whole podcast is one big testimonial from Pop Buchanan. But I just want to say like you know the last six and a half years of my life has been a very they they have been very beautiful. And it's been six and a half years of self-discovery. I'm learning new things about myself every day. And the idea of a future for me is so real. And the idea of a future where abundance and health and vitality and success and harmony are realities is so real for me. And I really wouldn't be here if I didn't find, if I wasn't blessed by God and if I didn't have the courage and if God didn't give me that vital spiritual experience, I wouldn't be here today. Okay. I would be dead or I would be somewhere. I would be in a very dark place and I would have continued to create turmoil and damage and create disharmony in my life. And that would have affected the people that I love and also affected myself. And I want to say this today. Today, there is harmony in my life. The concept of harmony in its most purest original form for me is real. Like, I don't have no, like, in my financial world, there's harmony, there's peace, there's, there's quiet I don't, it's not like I need for anything. Um, my emotional world is like really solid. I mean, with the occasional negative dimwit somewhere that's just trying to throw shade or, I mean, when I say occasional, I mean occasional, like once a year, you know, you might get a disgruntled friend or family member or someone who's just in disharmony in their lives trying to create disharmony in my life and it could be you know and it could be perceived as vice versa like I could be promoting something or creating conflict somewhere by just promoting something that someone may not be ready to hear but overall overall there's no disharmony in my life 
And, you know, I do expect that you're going to get the occasional negative person here and there and stuff like that. But that's life. And I learned to not let someone else's negativity or toxic outlook or viewpoint of life affect mine. Now, this is what I would say about emotions and things like that. I learned in my evolution of sobriety and self-discovery and human development that when I encounter negative emotions and they hit me hard and it hits different, I learn to move through it. And I, and I have a filtering system. My filtering system comes from love, God, and overstanding and compassion and mercy. So although I may be upset uh, you know, I learned to take those emotions and sit with them, feel it, embrace it. If I feel anger or resentment or if I'm upset or something like that, I learned to embrace it and feel it and let it pass through me so I can move on and, re- and create and remain harmonious in my environment. So my sober testimony today is one of real promise that I'm being honest with you guys. I'm not selling anything here. You know, for everyone out there who sees the Sober's Dope shop at Sober'sDope.net, I want y'all to know something. There's, my margins on the t-shirts and the stuff is at pure cost. There's no profit there. If anyone knows the, you know, the, the print-on-demand formula, you will see someone selling the T-shirt for $45, $50. That means they're putting a margin on there. They're trying to get their money. Um, you know, I, I put all my products out there because I'm just trying to spread the sober is dope message. And when I hit up my back office, I say, listen, guys, we're not trying to make money on this. We just want enough money to cover the shipping and the products that get to people. So you guys could feel like you're not being ripped off and I'm, I don't have no back end angle. I'm telling you, I'm not trying to monetize sobriety. I'm trying to promote the message that sober is dope, period. It is awesome. It is beautiful. And because it gave me my life back, but not just my life back, it gave me a whole new life. It transformed me from the ground up. And it made me into this whole new person that was a more optimized person than my former self. So as I'm growing, I'm growing into a better human being. And what does that mean? I'm learning to be more accountable. I'm learning to be more compassionate. I'm learning to be more loving. I'm learning to be more present in people's lives that I love. I'm learning to be more understanding. I'm learning to look myself in the mirror and really check myself. Because honestly, um, for me, there's times where I personally feel like I, I have a lot of room for growth. And I'm learning to really check myself. Like right now, um, there's aspects of my life that needs a lot of improvement. Like I'm, I'm thinking about getting on a real strict regimen where I get up every day at 5 a.m. And I hit the gym for two hours, then go to work. You know, I'm thinking about going to bed at nine o'clock just because I could optimize my hormonal, um, the hormonal benefits of my sleep cycles. I'm thinking about cutting out coffee and just going on a strict water diet and not depending on caffeine anymore. I'm learning. I'm thinking about really just going all the way with the vegan diet and just totally putting everything behind me because sometimes I go back and forth between that. Every day of my life, I'm considering how can I be more optimal and how can 
cannot be better. And these things take sacrifices and discipline. But guess what? My sobriety gave me the groundwork and the baseline to and it's the springboard for discipline. So, you know, in the back of my mind, there's a constant where I don't drink. I can't drink. That's not my thing. I'm allergic to it. It's it's, 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 it's a conflict in my humanity. I can't be one with this. It doesn't resonate with me. And that's that. Right. Now I have to take that and then apply it to other areas in my life and constantly work. So sobriety not only gave me my life back and transformed me, it gave me a blueprint. And that's my testimony for today. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, sober is dope and sobriety is definitely awesome. And I literally... um, I really love you guys, and I want to get into some of these testimonies, so bear with me because I have to go through my phone because I have people reaching, sending me stuff from all over the place, and as you guys know, I'm unscripted, so sometimes I'm doing this podcast and coming to you, and I'm not always organized because I try to get these messages in when I feel inspired to. And not just to be kind of robotic. And anyway, so this is from a beautiful female online that I that um, just reached out to me because she saw some of the sober's dope um, ads and stuff. And this is what she had to say. She said, hey, I love seeing sobriety get some recognition, especially by artists. I was a bad heroin, coke, crack addict for eight years, and it ended with me having four strokes, two heart valves replaced, and a pacemaker put in. But I've been sober since, thankfully. I just wanted to say that I love seeing that on my timeline today, and thank you so much. You see, ladies and gentlemen, that's a beautiful testimony right there. Like, look at everything. Now, this beautiful person went through hell. And almost died, but she thrived and she survived. And now, in retrospect, she was able to beat crack, coke, and heroin. Now, isn't that miraculous? So for all my heroin addict heads out there and methadone heads and people who's struggling with the hard stuff, because for me, I'm an alcoholic. Alcohol to me is just as hard as the other stuff. I don't put no, I don't think one is harder than the other. Alcohol was the hardest battle I ever had to fight in my life. But I can't imagine the physiological grips that something like heroin and coke and crack will have on someone. And although I don't have experience in that, I have compassion in that because I had to. These are some of my brothers and sisters I sat with for a year in rehab. I was next to crack addicts, heroin addicts. I mean, there's no discrimination with sobriety and recovery. You're going to be sitting with everyone. So this is an amazing testimony. And. I'm really just like, wow, you know, you have to really sometimes come down to earth and put yourself in someone else's shoes. And you got to give people props, man, because people's out there every day fighting battles that you cannot imagine. You know what I'm saying? Like there's people out there who just fighting battles that we can't imagine. And it's like crazy. Um... And and then kudos to that young lady and God bless her. I'm not mentioning anyone's names because obviously someone could write me and I I think I have the freedom to share as long as I keep their, I protect their identity. And some people's like, you could use my identity, but I just don't choose to do that unless I have them on the show and stuff Um, because everyone deserves their, um, 
you know, some anim- anonymity. Um, all right, moving along, moving along. So this is a testimony from one of my guys out there, man. This guy's incredible. So we have kind of like a correspondence going, but I'm just going to read a a few aspects of a few parts of our, um, you know, our little back and forth and, you know, his testimony. And it's a really it's a really good one. Um, So just bear with me a bit because we have a lot of back and forth. Um, the first part of this. Um, all right, so it's a three parts, three parts. OK, I'm going to give you a little background. Um, so this gentleman right here was just struggling personally because he is in recovery, but he was struggling in secrecy. Like, he was kind of slowly relapsing in secrecy. And this individual is really a good, good guy because he really cared. And he reached out to me because he found the Sober is Dope podcast. And he didn't reach out to me and ask me for anything. He just was saying that, you know, the podcast gave him hope, but he was afraid because he knew that he was struggling in secrecy and although it didn't materialize outwardly to his family and friends and he still felt like he was slowly losing the battle and he was relapsing again so and then so he would keep me posted and update me you know, day to day and say, hey, day one. So the day one, I'm not going to read day one here. I'm going to do a whole podcast surrounding this. It's like one of my favorite cases where someone goes all the way full circle in a short amount of time because they really care. Um, and I love, if you're out there and you're struggling and you really feel like, look, I want to be better and I don't know how, that's what the Sober is Dope podcast is for. And, and then reach out to me. Find me online. Find me on Instagram. Find me on Twitter. You're going to find me either at Pop Buchanan, at Monk Healing, at Sober is Dope, at popbuchanan.net, at soberisdope.net, at anchor.fm forward slash Sober is Dope. You can find me all over the place, right? But reach out to me and we will go back and forth and I'm down to help you. I'm down to give you advice through my experience and I'm down to give you the hard truth, right? So this is what my friend wrote on day three. He is entitled Spark. So here we go. Hey, Pop, day three. I slept four hours last night, bro. I prayed for a creative miracle and got one. I fell asleep with my earbuds in listening to episode 11 and believe my subconscious and my conscious before falling asleep applied applied those prayers. God has me and I know it. The first thing I listened to today was motivation and sobriety and and a very inspiring ET. He's talking about Eric Thomas, who the the episode was um, based on. However, it was what you said at the end about needing motivation every single day and having all these different tools to stay 
motivated is what is necessary for success and recovery. All the things that you say pop in these different episodes of your podcast are inspiration in these critical first days. And I want you to know that they speak to me. They are me and it touches me deeply in my heart of hearts because I relate to it and you speak my language. I got into podcast through my daughter about a year ago, but I truly believe it was God ordained for such a time as this. Thanks for being my motivational tool, bro. Wow. That touched me, man. Because I, you know what? When I first read it, it touched me. But reading it aloud, it brings me, it, it brings me back, man. So, so, again, let me give you guys some background context. This is day three. So, day one, this gentleman hits me. And he's like... Yo, I found your podcast. I'm in trouble. I feel like I'm losing everything. I don't want to lose my life. I don't want to lose my family. My family loves me. They look up to me. I'm like their hero. And I don't want to fall, man. I don't want to fall. I'm listening to your podcast. I hope you can help me. And then day two, and then he's consistent. So by day three, he's starting to get into the podcast. And certain aspects of the podcast is helping him. So I say this to say... The Sober is Dope podcast is tools. Every episode is a tool for you out there. If you're out there, I want you to know I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor or anything. But we're experts in the sense of our experience. See, an expert is just someone who has a lot of experience in a subject. So I guess you can say we're experts in real life addiction and real life recovery and real life sobriety. We're real life experts through experience in relation to experience. So I'm giving you six and a half to almost seven years of experience as tools to reference. So when you need it, you can go back and say, well, look, I know Pop had an episode where he was praying. And right now I just need to hear prayers and it has to be prayers that's related to addiction and sobriety or prayers that's related to some spiritual, you know, healing. Right. Or you may say, I'm looking for how to get away from someone toxic. Then you could say, I know Pop has episodes talking about how to beat toxic relationships and how to get away from that. So what I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, is this is why we're doing this. And when I say we, I'm doing this podcast because there's hundreds of thousands of people just like me that's in sobriety and recovery and where they're out there every day trailblazing. And they give me fuel, and I have to bring it back to you, you know? And then you have people that's just out there motivating. So, you know, part of my journey, my next episode I'm going to do is about my motivational journey and all of the different people that I had came across to get me to this point. But this is important. So this is day three. So bear with me and let me give you, let's jump and let's go to the next one. We're going to go to day four. And I'm going to leave the testimony here because I want to do a full series with this gentleman. And um, hopefully we can get him on the podcast and really work it together because this guy's really giving me inspiration because he's giving me hope that if we do relapse, we could be courageous about it. You, you know what I'm saying, guys? Because there's many people out there who relapse and they just go, oh, screw it. 
you know, I really want to say F it, but I don't really like cursing too much. Like, you know, people like, I just don't want to. But he, you know, we could go, oh, screw it or F it. I'm going to go all out. I'm going to go out with a bang because I already, I'm in too deep. And that's not what we're here to do. We're not perfect, right? There's no guarantee that I won't wake up tomorrow and relapse, right? There's no guarantee that someone out there is not going to relapse. But what you need to have as a tool and in the back of your mind is that if you do relapse, that your first instinct has to be immediate. Look, I have to get back on track. I can't sit here and wait to hit rock bottom all over again. So the rock bottom thing works when you're initially trying to find your sobriety and you hit rock bottom and you have to learn. But once you become seasoned and you get some years under your belt and you hit and, and you start drinking, you don't have to wait till you get to rock bottom all over again, ladies and gentlemen. You got to just get up and say, look, I, I messed up and I need to find courage. And that's why this gentleman right here is giving me hope. And his testimony and his correspondence with me because he's like, yo, I'm messing up, but I don't want it to get to a rock bottom point, right? So here we go. Day four. Hey, Pop, just wanted to say thanks. No more relapse in the secret. I had the most difficult conversation I ever had with my family. Told myself the secret is out. Everyone is okay and loving. Hooked up with my old crew and went to a meeting to take a chip. On the right track and I'm choosing life. Man, your words and voice were my lifeline. Crazy. You are paying it forward for sure. I'm in the SSD universe, Sober's Dope universe. Hope you have a blessed night and Sunday. So... This, oh man, this is making me emotional right here, man. Because when we go deeper, in 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 the first letter he wrote, he was, you know, I explained that he was in this bad space. But his biggest fear was that if he came out to his family, he would, they would lose the respect and admiration for him. And. My advice to him was, no, they. I don't think that was going to happen. I said no. They, you're still, they, you're their hero now. You're going to be their superhero if you come out to them. Because if you come out to your family prior to a full-blown, rock-bottom, devastational public relapse where you lose everything, that's when you're going to probably lose them. But if you get in there now and you level and you involve them and you be honest, because honesty, ladies and gentlemen, this is deep. Because as addicts and humans, we tend to, like, really play with the concept of honesty, the truth, and being, you know, real and upfront. And, like, we have ways of twisting the truth and making things sound a little bit different. But radical honesty is something that's so refreshing, man, because it's just... Humans really appreciate that. You feel me, guys? Humans appreciate radical honesty. No matter what. 
if it's a breakup, if it's like you cheated, if you if you was lying, if somebody asks you, yo, just tell me the truth, no matter how hard it is, if you radically honest, they may hate you, they may be angry initially, but they will respect you down the line. Because they're going to say at least he didn't play games or at least she didn't play games. They kept it real. And sometimes the truth hurts. It usually hurts, but through the pain, there's healing there. The truth also is a healing thing. It heals. So I told him, I said, yo, my buddy, you have to be honest, bro. You have to be honest, bro. Okay. And look, now now this was his biggest fear. So you guys got it all. You see the whole panoramic picture now. His biggest fear was just coming clean to his family. But I was like, yo. And he just wrote, he wrote me back and he says, he, he, it, it was all good. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we have, we, we have, more um we we had this correspondence so in further episodes we're going to keep this back and forth going with this particular gentleman which I will reveal his name again later um but just for this particular episode with testimonies I just don't want to mention any name so but isn't that a wonderful testimony ladies and gentlemen like come on man Life is a beautiful thing, and we're all in this together, and whether you have a process addiction, whether it's gambling, whether it's sex, whether it's pornography, whether it's shopping, whether it's substance abuse, whether it's food, whether it's lying, whether it's cheating, whether it's just financial, we're all addicted to something. Check out the episode we have on types of addiction because the Sober is Dope podcast is not just about substance abuse addictions. All right. Our podcast, this podcast is about being sober minded and confronting addiction in general. So this is for everyone out there. And I keep pushing that. So when you share this with your friends, just don't share it with someone who may be an alcoholic or someone who may be on hard drugs or someone, you know, you might have to say, yo, I have a friend that's struggling with gambling, man, and he's going to need help. I have a friend that's constantly overeating and they're addicted to food and they want help because I was once... You know, when I stopped drinking, I became addicted to food and I became pre-diabetic and then I'm fighting that all the time. You know, I go through these periods where I'm very healthy. Then I have like a couple of days where I just go crazy and binge eat and then I see the difference. So now I have a personal relationship with food and health and nutrition and I understand it. And I did this. I did. I do experience. I could help people understand why you shouldn't eat this, why you should eat that, why sugar is toxic or why you may be adversely um, affected by sugar and why some people are more sensitive with glucose tolerance than others and stuff like that. Whatever it is, I'm, I'm willing to break that down too. But I just want to wrap here. Those two testimonies was really deep. Um, I'm, I'm going to do more episode on sober testimony, but this, the, I wanted to thank that young lady who was who survived all of that, what, two heart valves and all of this stuff on crack cocaine and meth. I mean, look at that. And she's sober, man. And, you know? And my brother right there that I was talking to, his thing was, um, he was dealing with other drugs, but his thing was whatever he was doing, um, 
he got it under control and he got back into his meetings, man. So also have a so if you're out there, that's what we're talking about. The 12 steps, having some form of fellowship and things like that can help you because you have a place to go to. So if you feel like you're relapsing, get, call up everywhere in the United States and across the world. They have Alcoholic Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. Find your local chapter, call the church, call the hotline, go to a meeting if you need to go to a meeting, you know, go talk to a family member, call a priest, call someone, be very honest. Remember, part of having a sober success story starts with radical honesty, and I'm really going to kick that. I'm really going to do an episode on radical honesty and the importance of that, but I'm going to leave you here. Go in peace, ladies and gentlemen, and I hope these sober testimonies, including mine, gives you hope that transformation is right around the corner. Sober is dope. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. Over and out. Born Again Me poem by Pop Buchanan. Immature attempts of sobriety, inevitable relapse painful. Ignore constructive criticism as an addict always anal. A binge of seven and seven months at time I swam. It was hard to listen to brethren before drowning. I just ran. I had to find the will to heal this disorder, both cellular and spiritual, or send my soul to slaughter. Darkness within darkness, grim have been my dreams of late. Pray my liver is not dead. Pray the Lord my soul to take. I'm in too deep to heal. Let the cup pass me now. If I was born to be a miracle, I guess God couldn't be proud. I can give up and drown forever into a void. Let the darkness pierce my inner sun, for death I can't avoid. I feel this life of promise. Alcohol is my demon. I can join my place as hell, committed suicide by demon. Before the lights went out, I cried to God for rescue. I'm powerless over addiction. I need you, God, for rescue. On my deathbed, I seen light. Then I started to breathe. I'm no longer sinking. I'm rising out the sea. I prayed to God for strength and traveled on dry land. He held my hand with love. Then never again I ran. Many years later... I conquered every sea, the king and queen of dry terrain, thy sober I shall be. So thankful for the hope to God the glory be. I almost died drowning, now I am born again complete. The Born Again Me.